Bienvenidos todos a nuestro podcast. Uh, hoy vamos a hablar sobre la película No. Y bueno, yo me llamo Daniela y... Me llamo Michelle. Me llamo Madura. Me llamo Armano. Yeah, Harm is joining us today. Yeah, we'd, we'd like to formally welcome our special mystery guest of the day. <laughs> I'm a mutual friend, and they invited me, and I showed up. I'm here instead of the A&W drive-thru right now, so I guess it's a healthy choice. <laughs> We're always promoting healthy choices on this show, so... <laughs> exactly. Perfect. But yeah, plot recap? What about our special guest? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I had another movie playing in the background <laughs> <laughs> while I was watching this. Um, anyways, this guy, right? He comes back from Mexico um, after like a political exile and his whole family seems like they're communists, okay? He's sort of like, mom, no, I don't want to be a communist. So he sort of like becomes an ad exec and he becomes responsible for the no campaign in a 1988 referendum, which the current dictator, Pinochet, was forced to do because of international pressure or whatever. And there's a lot of people that are against the regime. So they have a pretty good shot. And he makes an ad campaign that's like super positive and happy and sort of depicts a more optimistic future for Chile and it wins. Um, And there's a lot of politics involved on both sides um his boss is in cahoots with the government and he wants him to shut it down he gets friend a bunch of times do we really know uh, what his political ideology is we don't um his wife leaves him he's going through a lot of personal turmoil this guy is on the brink of crying i swear in every single scene but he keeps it all together and becomes successful he didn't feel successful like the ending was really made you think like what's going on in his head um just to add to that this is set in chile i don't know if it was mentioned but chile in the 80s yeah does someone go want to give a tldr on what was Mm -hmm. going on then yeah what was the environment of the time daniela (laughs) (laughs) well there was a very polarizing dictatorship prior to that there was a caa backed coup um in chile that put Pinochet into power. So basically, on September 11th, uh, 1973, there was a coup d'etat, and the president, Salvador Allende, was overthrown by a U.S. CIA-backed coup. Um, from the, There was this military junta, and it put General Augusto Pinochet in power. It turned into a dictatorship, basically, and I think Madura said before, due to like international pressures, he was basically forced to do like a national plebiscite where you could vote yes to continue how things are or no to basically get rid of the dictatorship. So everyone thought it was fixed. And that's why this marketing campaign was so important because a lot of people were like, yeah, it's fixed. Like, what's the point of voting? But they really actually needed people to vote to make this a reality. So, yeah, in the end, really, I mean, there is a lot of, like, political stuff involved. But what's one way to get people to vote? A good marketing campaign. 
Wait, what was like Pinochet's platform? I guess. Fascism. Well, well, wasn't it democracy? Well, if you're talking about his political like policies, they're very neoliberal. Um, and because Chile Chile was um sort of like doing better than most Latin American countries during that decade, a lot of people thought it was the safer choice, but obviously there was enough like evidence of him oppressing people, putting people in jail, torturing them, killing them. Um but yeah, led to this. So his whole like campaign was like, yeah, neoliberal like capitalism, essentially that anyone has the opportunity to become really rich. And like it was just, I guess, also all the stuff that came with a dictatorship. So like censorship, like they showed in a movie and stuff. And like if you are against him, then like you can say goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um personal connection. Hi family. <laughs> Hi Daniela's family. Um in nineteen seventy three my grandfather i guess didn't want pinochet if that's correct y'all i'm questioning my whole life right now (laughs) um when there was the military coup it was scary i guess for my grandfather's family because he was a super big supporter of agenda and i guess because he was a big supporter he was one of the people like with target on his back so that's why in the movie people were saying like I'm so-and-so and my brother disappeared and stuff like that, right? Because they were taken to these different places, basically. Like, first my grandfather, I think, was taken to, like, this big stadium where people were, like, there and into, like, a concentration camp. Luckily, my grandfather, I don't think he was tortured. But, like, where they would take you, like, in the night to, like, question you, I guess. And usually, like, the people wouldn't come back and no one knows what happened to them. So that's why it was, like super scary especially like for the supporters i guess but then if you were like for the c right or like you liked pinochet then your history i guess or your memories of the whole event are like quite different so that's why there's people who are like oh no like it was fine i wasn't personally affected by it i guess which i feel like in the movie is why there were some people who were like when he wanted like a happy campaign they're like don't you remember like the tragedies or whatever and in personal connection number two my mom voted for no. She was there at the time in Chile. She just turned 18, so. Just out of curiosity, would you say, like, more people who were, I guess, uh, said their lives weren't affected were, like, richer? Or just more well-off? I feel like they were definitely more well-off and had, like, connections. Mm-hmm. With my grandparents, like, they lived through the, like, cultural revolution and everything, right? My grandpa was rich, and then my grandma was poor, so, like... What you were talking Ooh. about before, how like they had very different like memories of the Cultural Revolution. I also wonder if it's like an urban-rural divide as well. I think both my grandparents are from like <laughs> tiny villages, but uh, at least our what I remember reading from back in the day was like uh, China was mostly rural, right? And then yeah, it became yeah. a lot more urbanized, and people were forced into factories. And yeah, so that's exactly it because. Um, during this time with like Pinochet a lot of stuff was privatized which I guess is why they were saying like oh yeah Chile is doing better economically like as a whole but people who obviously I guess weren't as wealthy were definitely like suffering under it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like the problem with like democracy quote unquote it's like the people who are doing well those are like the people who get their voice heard and then like people who I guess I I guess like are in the minority are just kind of 
forgotten about. Yeah, I think it's also the way that it's framed. I completely agree. I think essentially in a democracy, technically everyone has an equal chance. So if you are not doing so well, then it kind of becomes like the blame is on the individual mm-hmm. and not the society that facilitated that. People who typically benefit from these systems are the ones that want it to perpetuate. Mm-hmm. Even if they see injustice, they don't feel the injustice, so they don't feel the need to do anything about it. I think just watching this, just realizing how relatable it is, like it's it's the same thing everywhere. History just keeps mm-hmm. on repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you're like, because how they said there, like in the show, right in the movie, the people who aren't voting, like obviously they vote for no, but like how do we get them to, you know, come out and actually like do it? Mm-hmm. And mm. you could see that a lot with this election, like a lot of celebrities and stuff, different tactics, I guess, getting people to go out and vote. I, I don't know. I think that was like very similar because that that was a huge problem always. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely like a parallel. And didn't this election have like a huge voter turnout, right? Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. When you were doing the recap, Harmon, and talking about how like we don't really know where he stands like throughout the movie, because at the beginning he's kind of hesitant to take on this like campaign, and at the end. He's not celebrating with everyone, right? So it's kind of like, where does he actually stand with this? I thought that was kind of interesting and how like it affects the entire movie. Also, his advertising campaign wasn't focused on what what can we tangibly do to improve Chile? It's about getting rid of Pinochet and also just general feeling of freedom, right? Yeah, the the advertising that was meant to sort of um, show the ethos of winning against Pinochet. Um, I, I remember at the end they were some they were saying something like he 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 was presenting his subsequent ad that he had to do for his like regular day job, and he was like, um, "This is like in a social context. Chile is still trying to figure out its future, and that's the point, right? Like, there's so many different voices, there's so many different opinions about what where this country is headed, and he never gives his vision for the country like we know his wife is a communist we know what she believes we know what his opponents believe we never figure out what's in his head and his lack of reaction at the end sort of like gave me pause to thinking like okay what was his motivations what were his motives of actually saying actually taking on the no campaign okay i'm i personally read it a little differently i think because he his like father clearly was a well-known like communist sympathizer and i think that he at first hesitates to take on this like no campaign but then before you know it like he's fully in it and I think it kind of like for me at least reflected how like all these people who I guess were not necessarily apathetic but like didn't really believe anything could change who didn't go out to vote no and then they all like came out to vote like that campaign essentially ended up winning and for me it was like also like his like transformation of like you know obviously he's like afraid of like being threatened this whole time and then like clearly like he has communist is at least that's what I saw and towards the end I didn't think he was I didn't think he was apathetic I thought that he was so moved by like what he saw that essentially he had nothing to say that he was rendered speechless so it was just that transformation I think like being afraid to like participate in it I didn't really see that much of a transformation in him honestly like at the beginning because he I don't remember what he said exactly but he was like yeah I'm gonna I'm 
I just want to give my opinion, right? And like, I think with his advertising, I think the entire campaign that he ran, it was just about purely about advertising. Like what's what's going to make this campaign work? Not necessarily that he believed in it. I feel like he just felt like it was another job, right? Like all of his advertising was just towards like, you know, happiness. And, you know, y- you see how everyone else in like this group was wanting to focus on uncovering like why they want to vote no like all these horrors that happened to him and everything but he just wanted to focus on you know what's going to make it work what's going to make people believe in this and I felt like like at the very end because he moves on to like his next job so quickly it just feels like this was just another job for him also I think just because his family were communist sympathizers doesn't make him seem like one I I totally get I feel like especially because it says that he, you know, was, he like, they were exiled, right, his family, and he comes back, so he didn't, like, live through the whole thing, I guess. Um, and I guess he does have, like, maybe, like, dark memories associated with being exiled with, with his family because of his father, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that brings up certain, maybe, like, memories for him that he doesn't really wish to relive, I feel like. So I just feel like that isn't something he wants to like explore. And maybe he is traumatized from what happened to his father for like speaking his political beliefs too much. And maybe he doesn't want to like be super open. And like, I feel like the contrast there was with his like Veronica who, who was super. And I feel like maybe that was part of like the rift between them almost too. Right. Cause he's like, Hey, you have a son. And she's like, yeah, but come on. <laughs> so I feel like for him, maybe it's just like, more like a mixture of his personality and his past but also like how he's dealing with it and like even like you know at one point in the movie I felt like he just wasn't really saying much because he was just focused on making it successful because like he said a lot in the movie like if this like this is our only chance like if this fails like we're over Mm -hmm. like people aren't gonna go out to vote so I feel like he was more focused on just the marketing side of it because what else was there to focus on like if the marketing wasn't good it, it was over. Yeah. I, I completely yeah, buy that interpretation because I think that also makes sense that they kind of show him as like the rational character throughout, right? As in like uh, when his wife, like you said, is putting herself in danger and stuff. He's, I don't know if rational is the right word, but it's more like self-preservation. Mm-hmm. If that kind of makes sense. So every single action that he takes, like he was like, okay, like I've been hired to this and then he kind of tells his boss, like, it's just a job for me, but it's just kind of, at least the sense I got was that he was still invested, right? And the only thing he could really contribute is, like, knowledge and his expertise. And as we saw, like, the power of, like, media and just information distribution is very evident. And, like, he believed that it could be possible that it could be switched. And he worked in that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Could have like chosen not to do the no campaign because he was pressurized to not do it but he chose to do it anyways that is true yeah, yeah. that's true with like his boss and everything being f- for like the yes and he was threatened multiple times while doing the campaign we saw that he cared a lot for his son so maybe he was like scared that worse things could happen if he was like too vocal at work or quit or something yeah I, like because the focus was the process of how this no campaign won and like all these characters were just kind of involved in it and did what yeah because they they weren't exactly like real but i guess it was showing how like it affected like different people and their lives i guess Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of interesting just 
thinking about how like media is so targeted and there's like there's no detail that's left oh my gosh that's for sure. not like precise and not precisely like targeted to people which is kind of scary media man it all comes down to that i think that's also interesting because while his boss like obviously told the yes campaigners that he's like on their side we still don't know if it was just a job for him exactly when right. it comes down to it he was like i'm just gonna do this and do it effectively and i guess in his head he was like it doesn't really matter to me if like wins or like how this affects me or like the people around me which is uh a very interesting that's kind of what i'm thinking about him too because like if at the end if yes had won like that ending scene would we see just his boss being like yes we ran this very successful campaign and he's still just like working on it and you know i i see where you're getting from but i think at least the difference that I see between the two was that he had more to lose from yeah, the yeah, true. campaign than he would have not, right? His mm-hmm. like family was threatened multiple times. His son was placed in like immediate danger. And it was clearly someone he cared a lot for. The fact that even uh, though he wasn't nearly or at all as vocal as his wife and all these other dissidents, just like his like quiet uh, resistance was like in taking this campaign and making it so successful that essentially achieved a miracle which no one thought was possible mm-hmm. Fair. I was say, that's sort of what I got through the movie but I can definitely like see the other ter- interpretations I guess mm-hmm. just like when I was watching it that's I guess that's what I saw I was like just kind of like his personality and maybe he wasn't exactly cheering but for me it was almost like dang like can't believe that worked like but also he knows what the he he knows that anything can be taken away from him at any time. Mm-hmm. So you have to be cautious in those situations. Exactly. So like his trauma, his trauma is clearly showing in that scene. Yeah, right? no, I definitely thought he was gonna get stabbed at the end. Oh my gosh, yeah. same, same. And especially because like he's almost never without his kid, right? Because he's like, I guess, scared of you know, possibly being separated. That's why I didn't really see that last scene as apathy, but more disbelief, I think. Because whereas, like, it wasn't just him, right? It was everybody. They took, like, a minute there to, like, really believe that they had won. And for him, it just kind of, like, extended to, like, oh, that, like, can't really be true. And so he kind of goes out to, like, see this, like, huge celebration happening. And I think while he wasn't, like, screaming or, like, jumping or passionate in the same way in expression, I thought at least his eyes showed, like, you know, uh, happiness. I also think like he's one of the few people on that street. But he lifted the consequences of people expressing dissent. So for him to like have this contrarian sort of view and express it on the streets is not something that comes naturally to him. So it's yeah, sort of like he's coming sure. out of a he's coming out of the dark into this whole new other way of living where he has this whole new freedoms, like whole yeah. new set of freedoms that he didn't mm-hmm. have before. So mm-hmm. like how do you express something? How do you express all these opinions inside of you? How do you express who you are when you haven't been able to do that yeah for sure I think that makes sense yeah yeah that's exactly it because like the reason I guess his father disappeared amongst many was exactly that for being vocal Mm -hmm. yeah he probably even just grew up with his family being like hey like don't be vocal (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like guess what happened to us but also like what would have happened if he chose to cede under that pressure and quit his job at the ad agency like that would have been overtly political right and we know that he's not that type of person but for him to have actually stand his ground 
I mean, he must have known that like he wasn't going to lose his job or something because otherwise, like, I don't know if he would have been able to stand his ground and work with the no campaign. He seems like a very nonpartisan person who believes in the democratic process and wherever like you stand is, is not what matters. It's sort of just like having that basic fundamental freedom. Um, I think that's what he values at the end of the day. I think that uh, in like, with regards to him being certain of at least his place at the advertising agency, again, it like kind of comes back to, we don't actually know like where each of these characters is coming from. Right. And what their relationships are. So yeah, I can completely see how he like kind of knows, like, even though he like may believe in this, um, yeah, in this, these ideas and like take on the no campaign against everyone saying, asking him not to do it. He still kind of knows at the end of the day, if he isn't overtly political, he still has a position there and he's kind of preparing, I guess, in case like the no campaign doesn't win. And also, he didn't need political opinions before then, because when he was in exile in Mexico, it was like, don't have political opinions. And then when you come back to Chile and you have like, like a bunch of people around you who are in like Communist Party politics, um, he, he still like chose to remain silent about that. Right. So like you could live your life with your head down and not have any political opinions, and that would serve in your interest, right? So yeah, his actions are motivated by self-preservation, like you said, I think to a certain extent. Completely makes sense. I think I it's just because I watched it more like based on like today's context and being nonpartisan in today's context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just I, kind of, yeah. That totally makes sense. But I feel like, yeah, within today's context, you're right. Like, we'd be like, why are you, know, why are you being vocal? stuff like that we're like different country different society different time i guess not living directly under like a regime Mm -hmm. probably yeah for sure definitely changes things a bit because like for him for them you know they could be taken in the middle of the night right for all we know Mm -hmm. Um, or at least during his time when he was a kid right with his father and I mean, they even got him. They spray painted his house. <laughs> I don't know. They were trying to follow him, right? They were, the government was trying to, like, menace him, I guess, still. So he's like, man, if they're get, trying to get me just for, like, working on this and not really even expressing my con- opinion. And but- I think it's also very interesting because, like, a lot of, like, them kind of implied, like, he doesn't care about their movement because he doesn't want to show, yeah. like, uh-huh. the terrors of the movement. But I think also that... What it comes down to is that he's just like a successful advertising exec, right? Which is why they wanted him in the first place. And he kind of knows what will sell. Like approaching it as a product, he's like, well, do we want to show like the terrors of the Pinochet regime, which people know and which people have been seeing? Or do we want to show them happiness, optimism, like what's possible in the future? Like he's not advocating for a specific future, right? It's It was similar to, I guess, like when everyone was just kind of happy to see Trump lose necessarily Biden win comes down to the fact that he's really good at what he does and he sticks to his guns no matter what and we can definitely see right like other people expressing also our other thoughts here they're like bro like don't you remember the horrors like there was a lot of backlash I guess with his ideas I mean they still did it but people were not for it at first Mm -hmm. and especially like his ex right she was like what the heck yeah, this isn't a happy thing. Like, you, she's, like, out in the streets, you know, trying to be very vocal about this. So, you know, it's true. Like, there was, like, backlash. But ultimately, 
the old ladies, the, what is it, the lower middle class and the young people, those are the ones that needed the motivation vote. And if they see like these terrible things on the TV screen, like you said, they're going to be like, eh. But if they see happy <laughs> dancing people, they're going to be like, yeah, I want to be happy dancing in the future. And like you said, like it wasn't really about any sort of party. It was more like get rid of Pinochet, like I guess what they improvised there with the rainbow. They're like, yeah, it's all of like the opposing political parties. So like all of them, it's not necessarily one opposing. It's just like anyone from all of these parties are in favor of opposing. Mm-hmm. I also think it's important to note that this movie had mixed opinions in Chile. So I, I'll read you one quote. Um, the film is a gross oversimplification that has nothing to do with reality. Qu- unquote, Gennaro um, Arriagado, the director of the No Campaign, um, he said that the idea that after 15 years of dictatorship in a politically sophisticated country with strong unions and student movements, solid political parties, and an active human rights movement, all of a sudden this Mexican advertising guy arrives on his skateboard and says, gentlemen, this is what you have to do. <laughs> that is a caricature. So, yeah, I guess it sort of undermines the grassroots political movements and sort of portrays them as being fractured and extremist and sort of, yeah. I, they don't d- depict them in like a, the most positive or the most uniting light. Well, um, the movie was based on a play that was written, right? So I think when it comes down to it, it just kind of shows like how much marketing and like the information we consume can kind of shift. Yeah, I think that's what like the yeah. point of this movie specifically was. For sure. The main purpose of it wasn't that like, oh, well, like this no campaign did it so easily. But like the fact that all these people, yeah. they had this like pain and like, you know, they had all these feelings, like emotions and like obviously feelings of like, mistrust and like apathy and disbelief, like that no ch- real change could happen. And they like all knew about like the tortures and like, people being like disappearing. And it was just... They believe that it, by voting, no, no real change could happen. And this like campaign was about like showing like actually no like you know you can express your discontent in this way and it may actually work. So I think it was about like just change that small change in attitude, not necessarily changing like the perception of like the Pinochet government. I I kind of appreciate this focus on like the marketing of it because I feel like it's such an important part of like democracy almost or just like Mm. voting or stuff Mm -hmm. it's so in your face but at the same time you don't really stop to think about it was interesting to kind of like put a little and even though like I guess his story and stuff was like fictionalized but it did put a face to like hey you there was this no campaign and this is sort of maybe how they how they did it because I mean growing up I think one of the first political campaigns that I remember was like Obama's like yes we can right Mm -hmm. and I feel like you know obviously we remember what the posters look like catchy slogan and I feel like it was built on like the same stuff of like hope and all that but I never obviously as a kid stopped to like think about it Mm -hmm. yeah but there's a lot of thought that goes behind Mm -hmm. like basically everything that they do yeah that's what I think like this actual movie is more about the precision of marketing because like Looking oh, back I completely at, like, agree. Yeah. Looking at these ads and everything, like you know that it's propaganda. Like it looks so like that. <laughs> but then like thinking about now, it's like 
okay, what am I going to look back on in the future? What What's going to pop out at me as being mm-hmm. being propaganda? Because like hot take, all media is propaganda. <laughs> yeah, I think it also like come begs the question like you know as a kid I used to wonder I was like why would parties need to raise money like from the people to help the people like it was kind of a confusing concept for me and like while Canada has like strong limits on fundraising you know in the states like there is no limit which is why you have like all super packs and it's like I was like where is this money really going and it kind of now understand like this money like goes towards advertising so because it's essentially them like hiring and selling product on the people well, and let's so not be, yeah. okay let's not let's not say it's all advertising like sure it can be but also political organizing takes a lot of workers takes a lot of time um oh for sure yeah. calling people going door to door um hiring like i don't know like top political um strategists and stuff like that sure but i also think like reducing it i think it's like an important if thought process to have to think like okay how do we move people to the point of toppling down a dictatorship like I think that concept of the movie is like very compelling right and it really makes you think like about your own political biases in like your own uh political context that you live in like how does that machinery work so I didn't mean all advertising oh it's at least the way they show it in the movie too is that when it comes down to it, this is just another job for him, right? So they use all the same techniques that he would use, like, in a different job. It was pretty iconic, I guess. Like, I know, you know, my mom kind of still talks about, like, the no, it was kind of like, after so many years under this dictatorship, um, all of a sudden you have this campaign on TV for no. Like, this is allowed, you know? So I feel like, I guess they're more focused in the movie about like just how iconic this was at the time mm-hmm. um, yeah, rather than really anything else and all of this, you know, like Veronica, they showed a little bit of her. She's out there, you know, doing her part. They showed a little bit, but I guess that wasn't too much of the focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie kind of shows like the life of like ordinary and I guess like nonpartisan people and how they like like fight a dictatorship because it's like he was just at the end of the day doing this job um oh yeah let's let's talk about the um the format that they decided to use like in 2012 but they did it as you know i think it was the give you 80s vibes and it really blended in well with the archival footage that they Mm -hmm. used yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. i loved it i loved how they could zoom out of a commercial but the video was still Mm -hmm. like it looked straight out of the 80s I think the one scene that really like worked for me was when they were talking about the like it was towards the end when they were right when the riots were starting to happen or like whatever when the police came and like started beating people up. It started out as news, right? And then it just transitioned right into being real life, being his story back again. That really worked well because like it was the same format, right? So it was just you can really tell what was being shown in media versus what was actually happening in in his life. So I think that also like shows just how much of his life is being spent in, you know, media and marketing and things like that. Oh, I I really did like how seamless it was. It just kind of felt like you were looking into this campaign, but also like being transported back to the 80s kind of. Yeah. And being like in the midst of it all. I don't think this movie tells as like, oh, this is the whole story of like, 
what this necessarily happened, but this is like the story through this like one publicized, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that like, oh, none of the politicians like played any role or like, you know, none of the people like, because when it came down to it, they're the ones who did matter. They're the ones who, the ones who came out to vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And organized. Exactly. And- yeah. And like actually drive that revolution. But it was just this like, oh, from this public eyes, like, how is it that we can kind of all bring it together, I guess, in a sense, or yeah, kind of what can we do effectively that we can show people like, hey, hey, we're organized, we're out here. And, you know, we need your help. So that makes sense. I mean, people thought it was rigged. No one's going to come out to vote. So you're like, hey, dude, in this movie, your job, get people to come out using the means of an advertising campaign. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see, too, the how the opposition responded to it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. like, real, right? They, they resorted to just parodying the, the opposition. And showing so, their violence. Yeah. Very relevant right now. Yeah, that, that, was a very interesting, that was very interesting to see because it's like, at first, they kind of reference like, oh, like, you know, we just kind of have to do our thing and then they are not going to have any power. But they kind of start to see like, oh, like, maybe like media actually can like, because change people's minds because they're like, who's actually going to be watching this? And we kind of see throughout the movie, like, people start to adopt like the no campaign in a more visible way, like they wear the t-shirts and like, you know, uh, kind of express, yeah, like you see like the rainbows hanging around and so I thought it was just, I, I don't think it was that the face didn't exist, but I guess it was about, like, giving shape to that face. Of, yeah, like, no, that totally makes sense. Because even at the beginning, the guy's like, what's your goal? And then someone was like, we want to showcase, mm-hmm. you know, the history, but, like, who doesn't know about the history, right? So, yeah. And they mm-hmm. also talk about how there was, like, 17 opposition parties, right? So oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, like, what ex- exactly is the purpose of this? And it's like, yeah. when it comes down to it, what does, like, a better Chile look like? Each person has a different idea, but what is our they purpose? They all agree yeah. it's without Pinochet. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I thought they did that very well. It's also interesting that they did not give Pinochet a state funeral. So, like, even in the present day, you can see how much his legacy has lived on. Like, we are anti-Pinochet. Like, that is our political system. That is our political reality. Mm-hmm. Now I have to go to a We can give you a proper farewell. We can ask for your recommendations and stuff. I've been meaning to watch watch a lot of like Gil Garcia uh, Bernal movies, and this is only this is like definitely piqued my interest in doing that during the winter break, which is now extended. So I'll be able to binge more movies. Um, yeah, I guess my last thing about the movie, um, I agree with everything that was said here today. Like I, I definitely like learned a lot more about Chile and. Um, that has also piqued my interest too. I want to learn more. So yes, yes. I found three TV shows. Okay, let me just tell you, give you some context. India has the best web series in the world. Here are my top three recommendations. Number one, De- uh, Delhi Crime. If you know how to say, it, you say Delhi. If you don't, you can say Delhi. It's based off the Nirbhaya case in uh, 2012, which is basically a gang rape case, and it follows like the five days following. Um, the, uh, the crime when police officers are trying to uh, pull together an investigation and figure out who um, committed the crime and like catch all these people. Um, and it's also based off of like the real stories of the police officers. They have like some really cool like side stories that keep on going on. Um, so yeah, if you really want to 
tackle India's social fabric in that way, go ahead, watch that. And also recently won Best Drama at the International Emmys like this week. So number two um, is Inside Edge. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, Dilly Crime you can find it on Netflix. It's basically just like a sports TV show about cricket. And it has a really evil character um, who I absolutely hate. And I really hope he goes to jail. I'm on the second last episode of the season. So I'm waiting. Um, there's murder. There's crime. There's match fixing. It's, it's the best. Um, and then number three is Scam 1992. Again, this is about crime. It's about money laundering and basically the financial crisis that hit in 1992 on Bombay's stock exchange. So, yeah. Okay, y'all. Bye. 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 Enjoy Have your, your burger. Also, one thing that I wanted to mention was I personally thought his acting was really good. And uh, I just, I think maybe I was projecting but it just felt like even though he wasn't like doing or saying that much i kind of felt like what he was feeling in each scene i felt that too i felt like you could just see a lot like they zoomed in on his face a lot and i feel like that was like with purpose to show like mm -hmm. really it's all like internal for him you know mm -hmm. like it's this struggle i yeah. don't know but you could tell a lot from his eyes i feel like mm -hmm. his big I blue eyes <laughs> Because I, I thought I was, like, uh, unique in thinking that, but just reading reviews, a lot of people focused mostly on his performance, which I'm surprised by. Like, this person was like, if nothing else, the movie shows the huge potential power that both traditional advertising and political campaigning can have for the forces of good, all too often dismissed within our ultra-cynical contemporary society. Yeah. And I think, like, that's, that's kind of why I was so easy easily like bought into this happier campaign like because we all know it's propaganda at the end but it's just at some point right you don't want to see keep seeing that because you already know and like feel it or like seeing like in that society at least mm -hmm. so when he presents like this like more optimistic future i can completely see why people even if there's a slim chance of it actually happening they take that tiny chance and that like exactly. tiny sense of optimism. And I feel like that's why people were kind of critical of it at first, because mm -hmm. that's exactly they're like, come on, man, like who's going to buy it? Because I mean, like any of us watching it now, like, you know, obviously pretty cheesy because it's like they have like dancers, like people having picnics, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like just like people like chilling and like relaxing and vibing and like this like ultra happy song. But like, you know, if you allow yourself to remove that like cynical filter, that cynicism, then it's easier to buy into it. And it's just like at some point in time, you know, there are certain times in my life that when I'm like, oh, I just don't want to be cynical anymore. You know, like it is a lot of work. It's effort. It's tiring. I mean, you yeah, you did ask the question like during the film, like what works for you? Is it fear or is it hope? Right. Mm hmm. Maybe I am just like being super cynical, but I do think that it is important to show, you know, those kinds of things, but also have like a solution for it. I mean, like if you're just, I feel like for myself, like if you're just showing like all this hope and stuff, it's like, how are you going to achieve that though? Like once we vote him out or something, like what's going to happen next? Is it just going to like, you voted, are you going to stay complacent now? Or, you know, what's next? Oh, I completely agree. I just, I think I meant that what I saw at least was that it wasn't that it was all happy, right? It was that there was no space for that at all. Like it was 100% of that showing like Pinochet's regime, but not necessarily like even kind of 
pivoting to look at what a future could look like and if there's even a possibility for a different future. So I think like definitely very important to focus on history, but also allow that opening. And I do agree that I think they should have also taken it a step further and said, like, what does this like better future look like? Because I think it's the same way where, um, you know, after Biden won, like, yeah. is it yeah. just that we all like take a step back? But I think in that case, definitely not. Right. Just, they are politicians at the end of the day. And I don't think any of them should be yeah. idolized that they should all constantly oh, yeah. face criticism and like a critical light but i like for me at least just talking to a lot of people like this these are subjects that i care deeply about but i know a lot of people who don't really care because it doesn't really affect their lives and i think that when it comes down to it like an advertising campaign should appeal to everybody right like that's what he was trying to do like it should appeal to a larger group of people because it wasn't about a specific political party and their platform it was like it was literally yes or no I feel mm-hmm. like so it was just like mm-hmm. no and let's just get people to vote no 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 and then we can focus on everything else because and I feel like that's what also what Renee himself was just focusing on because people were asking like how is this going to make a difference or whatever but Renee was kind of like there's 15 minutes that we have on air to convince people to vote no true final thoughts um so never really saw this movie or i think heard of it before watching it so i thought it was really cool um uh something that like i guess my family went through not me i was born in canada um but you know you hear stories and stuff so it's really interesting especially because i remember my mom told me she voted in a no thing so i thought you know watching a movie on that would be cool and i i definitely liked the 80s vibe i thought it was really cool how they decided like the artistic choice on that definitely appreciated it and yeah I liked it I thought it brought like an interesting narrative to the whole um you know no campaign um just through the eyes of a advertising marketer dude so yeah I I thought it was a pretty interesting and intriguing film that obviously I feel like is pretty nuanced my final thoughts on the film were that I really enjoyed it. I think that it was a very interesting perspective for me to see because everything that I know about South American politics and history has been reading it through like news articles or textbooks. And it was a very interesting take, I think, to see it from the perspective of this like one publicist and uh, to learn about this super important event in Chile's history that I wasn't aware of previously. I absolutely loved the 80s vibe that they did and how seamlessly it was integrated, like the archival footage along with the film. And you, it felt like being transported essentially, I think. And it was kind of like looking into that time. So overall, you know, it clearly is a controversial film in Chile as well. And uh, we had uh, some divided opinions about it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought Gail's acting was absolutely incredible, and I felt it, and uh, I recommend giving it a watch. For me, just because I don't really know much about Chile's history, I'm just really just watching this as, like, within our political context right now, um, especially with the recent American election. 
Um, I thought he did a really great job in it. At the end of the day, I still think this is more about like the power of marketing and what goes behind marketing and how it targets people. Um, but again, for me, just because I watched it from like a place of privilege and from this context, with all these liberals like being relieved that Biden's in now and Trump's out and not going further, it's kind of just me projecting that onto this film it's like what what's gonna happen next right but like again i don't know history so i'm kind of stupid um and yeah americans kind of just ruin everything i think (laughs) hot take sorry daniela it's not a hot take (laughs) that completely makes sense like what you just said because i can kind of see where your opinions are coming from after talking about this like i do understand where he's coming from you know like his past how he wants to maybe separate that from whatever he's doing right now like the trauma that he's probably holding on to so yeah i liked it at the end veronica i guess was telling the story i feel like she would be more along like your lines michelle like if it was Mm -hmm. focused on her she'd be like bro but like what are we gonna do once we vote no yeah because they do show that perspective i think not enough and only a tiny bit but you're completely right it was just through like his eyes yeah it's one movie you know like countries aren't a monolith everyone has their own experiences so yeah i think that's that's why it's interesting that we talk about it for so long because it's like with politics even like all of us who have like come from similar-ish backgrounds have like similar-ish opinions like how my like how differently we view things and it's just in mainstream media you kind of lose the nuance people are like oh well like if you're for biden like that just means like everything perfect and it's like mm, that is not true like there is so many things that vary and like the two-party system is something i despise in the first place so i almost felt like uh this main guy at the end of the day because when they finally came out with those results i was like happy that trump is out but not exactly like, you know how we said biden he's not anyone to exactly put on a pedestal but yeah I mean, <laughs> the fact that like the only choices people had was either trump or biden is it's so almost sad. like the yes like, or yeah no. <laughs> yeah literally it's just like because b- the fact that biden's like sexual allegations came into light and it just disappeared and the fact is like also trump losing at the end of the day about half the country still voted for trump that is like <laughs> depressing as hell so <laughs> but it just shows like what people i guess are willing to turn a blind eye towards yeah Mm. a lot of people are like still think that pinochet is like the best thing that happened to the country (laughs) um yeah recommendations i finished the crown finally i've been saying this for a while but i finally finished it super good season four all i can say is justice for diana mic drop mic drop that's it Okay, I also haven't really watched much because my life's been consumed with this video game that I've been playing, um, Genshin Impact. (laughs) I don't recommend it because I hate myself now. I've played so much. I have been watching some episodes of Bly Manor with um, my friends. We watched the first season back in like first year when we could still go to people's houses, but now we're just Netflix partying. But yeah, it's... A lot sadder than I thought it would be. I thought it would be scarier, but it's good. I recommend it. I may have recommended this before, but I just in light of the movie we watched today, El Pepe, A Supreme Life, that was a good documentary that I enjoyed. 
and it was about this uh, this uh, former Uruguayan president Jose Pepe Mojica, and he was a uh, socialist, and they actually overthrew their like they like staged a violent coup. So I think it was yeah, interesting to, and essentially it's just him now, uh, and like yeah, he talks about his life when he was in prison, and like just the government and uh, revolutions, and like the lessons learned, and. Also, he's known as the poorest president because he gives away most of his money to like building schools and housing people. It was a I really enjoyed the. I think it's interesting how like South and Latin America has so many coups. Thanks to the U.S., <laughs> so, we are just all puppets. In the US <laughs> yeah, literally. And then they pretend they have no blood on their hands. Truly, like they're neoliberals, like they're the imperialists of today's. Yeah. Okay. Well. See y'all. See y'all next week. Later. Ad- Ciao. Ad- adios. Ciao. 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 Adios. adios. <laughs>